Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. It's Tuesday, March 21st, 2023, and this is day 1826 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and glorify you above all others. There is none, there is no one like you. Thank you so much for showing such mercy and grace towards us and and blessing us with great gifts and, and talents to go forth and fulfill the purpose you've given us for this journey of our lives. I thank you, Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask my Lord that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is you do you. (laughs) That's right. You do you. Be true to who God has called you to be. We're coming out of 1 Chronicles chapter uh, 17, verses 1 through 27. 1 Chronicles 17, verses 1 through 27. So let's dive right on in. It says, after David was settled in his palace, he said to Nathan the prophet, Here I am living in a house of cedar while the ark of the covenant of the Lord is under a tent. Nathan replied to David, Whatever you have in mind, do it, for God is with you. But that night, the word of God came to Nathan, saying, Go and tell my servant David, this is what the Lord says. You are not the one to build me a house to dwell in. I have not dwelt in a house from the day I brought Israel out of Egypt to this day. I have moved from one tent site to another, from one dwelling place to another. Wherever I have moved with all the Israelites, did I ever say to any of their leaders whom I commanded to shepherd my people, why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now then, tell my servant David, this is what the Lord Almighty says. I took you from the pasture from tending the flock, and appointed you ruler over my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you have gone, and I have cut off all your enemies from before you. Now I will make your name like the names of the greatest men on earth, and I will provide a place for my people Israel and will plant them so that they can have a home of their own and no longer be disturbed. Wicked people will not oppress them anymore as they did at the beginning and have done ever since. And ever since the time I appointed leaders over my people Israel, I will also subdue all your enemies. I declare to you that the Lord will build a house for you. When your days are over and you go to be with the ancestors, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you. One of your own sons I will establish, uh, and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for me, 
and I will establish his throne forever. I will be his father, and he will be my son. I will never take my love away from him as I took it away from your predecessor. That was Saul. I will set him over my house and my kingdom forever. His throne will be established forever. Now he's talking about Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. His throne will be established forever. Nathan reported to David all the words of this entire revelation. Then David, then King David, went in and sat before the Lord, and he said, Who am I, Lord God, and what is my family that you have brought me this far? And as if this were not enough in your sight, my God, you have spoken about the future of the house of your servant. Your, you, Lord God, have looked on me as though I was the most exalted of men. What more can David say to you for honoring your servant? For you know your servant. You know your servant, Lord. For the sake of your servant and according to your will, you have done this great thing and made known all these great promises. There is no one like you. There is no one like you, Lord, and there is no God but you, as we have heard with our own ears. And who is like your people, Israel, the one nation on earth whose God, whose God went out to redeem a people for himself and to make a name for yourself and to perform great and awesome wonders by driving out nations from people from before your people whom you redeemed from Egypt. You made your people Israel your very own forever, and you, Lord, have become their God. And now, Lord, let the promise you have made concerning your servant and his house be established forever. Do as you promised, so that it will be established, and that your name will <clears throat> be great forever. <clears throat> then people will say, the Lord Almighty, the God over Israel, is Israel's God. And the house of your servant David will be established before you. You, my God, have revealed, have revealed to your servant that you will build a house for him. So your servant has found courage to pray to you. You, Lord, are God. You have promised these good things to your servant. Now you have been pleased to bless the house of your servant, that it may continue forever in your sight. For you, Lord, have blessed it, and it will be blessed forever. How beautiful is that? David's prayer to God, honoring God, exalting him, praising him, and glorifying him. Wow, it's so beautiful. Point number one. Have you ever admired someone for the amazing work they did? I mean, it could be in ministry. I, I've always admired people in ministry, I mean, that are doing an awesome job, their style, the way they would preach, the way they would evangelize, their uh, prophetic gifts. I'd be like, oh, Lord, I want that. I want to be like that, you know? Uh, it could be in their careers, owning, owning, it could be business owners or uh, someone that's a great speaker or writers, whatever, whatever it is, you like <clears throat> to be like them when you grow up. 
<clears throat> when I see our art and, and our dance and leadership uh, instructors with T-Zone that, that, who we contract with, when I, when I see them do their amazing work, I mean, just the artist, uh, Miss Judy, taking a, a piece of paper and, and some markers and turning it into something fabulous. And the kids are just devoted, you know, just watching and listening and hearing what she's telling them to do. And, and to see uh, Miss Camille, our dance teacher, come up with moves and stretches and, and, and create a, a dance uh, uh, out of something that seems so complicated and the kids catch on and do it and and to see oh brother anthony come in and leadership and teaching our youth you know poetry and and how to use words so elegantly it just blows me away and i'm so grateful that god has allowed me to be in their presence to hear and to learn and so many others i can't name them all you know, it is just amazing to see them operating in their gifts. And and again, it just blows me away. And sometimes I wish I could do what they do. Then the Lord reminds me of the gifts and assignments he's given me and to stay focused on my part so that God's mission is completed through me. That's what David had to understand when it came uh, to building the temple of God. God did not want a warrior to build his temple. And David had shed so much blood and and unifying the nation. So the honor of building the temple would go to David's son, Solomon. And David would pass on what he accomplished according to his gifts. A peaceful and united kingdom ready to begin a work on a beautiful temple. And you know, and and right now I'm just reminded of Solomon how Solomon came to this earth. And it was because David had an affair uh, with uh, Bathsheba, a woman who was married and, and her husband was in David's army. And David tried to fool uh, the husband to make him think that he got her pregnant and it didn't work. So he, David had her husband killed on the front line. Now this is that same man, right? That also lets us know, and, and, and he, did, he did suffer. He, he did have to pay the consequences. He had a child that died. The first child that they had died, and then their next child was Solomon and how God has blessed them. But David repented. He was sorry for what he did. And the same with us. We might mess up along the journey that God has put us on, the path he's put us on, but understand that God allows do-overs. He allows us the opportunity to repent and get it right. And look at how he's blessed David. He's blessed David tremendously. And uh, I mean, there were still some things that went on in David's family because of the choices he made, but David was still a man after God's own heart and, and continued to serve God to the fullest. And then Solomon ended up being the richest man that ever lived and then had the most wisdom of any man that ever lived. Point number two, when God told David that Solomon would be given the honor of building the temple, David responded with deep humility and not resentment. He honored and glorified the Lord. He was so grateful that God, to, that God so uh, that God so fit to, took fit to use someone or saw fit to use someone like him, uh, David prayed, recognizing God's decisions and promises and and commands. 
Sometimes we are quick to make requests to God and to tell him our troubles. But uh, these other dimensions of prayer can deepen our spiritual life. So we're we're so used to just saying, give me, give me, give me, okay? <laughs> Here's what I need, God. Here's what I want, God. But but then taking time out to to glorify him and to to just relish in his presence and thanking him for all that he's done, you know, uh, and what he is going to do through our, through our um, legacy of, of our family line. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's not going to always be us, but it may be our offspring, uh, our great, great grandchildren. We need to take time to praise the Lord, to thank him for our blessings and to affirm our commitment to do what he has given us to do and do it through gratitude. I think about when um, just before my stepdad passed away and how he was extremely sick. And I've shared the story with you all before. Um, he had been diagnosed with cancer and, and he was getting very frail. And uh, he and my mom, uh, one Sunday while I was at their church, uh, at the church, it was my church too. At that time, I had just left my old church of 27 years and, and God had me move to their church and to just be a uh, a support, to be a servant, to help in whatever capacity. And I remember my stepdad was not about women being preachers or anything like that. So, uh, but God put on his heart uh, to um, anoint me, to ordain me. And uh, I wasn't even looking for that. But he came in on my mom's arm, very frail, uh, as he walked in, uh, and he knew he had to do finish what God had given him to do. He had already started the church, he and my mom, and he had already uh, acquired the building, and he had worked day and night on the building, he and my mother both, and they poured all of the money that they had, his retirement money from the Kansas City Star, into that building on 21st and Prospect. And um, his goal was to complete it and, and, and to make it a place for people to come and to learn. And the goal was to, to be a place that people can come every day of the week, uh, to be in the presence of God, to pray, to play games, to socialize, to fellowship, to be taught the word of God. Uh, and, and even while he was on the wall building the church, or not building it, but rehabbing it, because it was a dilapidated building, and um, there would be people that would walk by that some might have been struggling with drug addiction, some struggling with homelessness, others struggling with uh, prostitution, and uh, many of those people uh, helped with the church. They helped with their gifts. And they got to know my dad as the pastor. And they say, hey, pastor, can you help me out? I need some money. And my mother said he would come home every day with no money in his pocket. He would leave full and come home empty. <laughs> and uh, there was a um, a lady that was, um, you know, being prostituted or, or uh, in prostitution. And um, she got to know a pastor and and it explained to him that she could help with the electrical and she did some work on the electrical in the church and and another gentleman struggling with with drugs he he was good at laying floors and he helped to lay the floors in the church you know they all have their different gifts and these are things that my dad wasn't able to do but God connected him with the people to do it 
And and it was the least likeliest of, like David said, who am I? You know what I'm saying? And that's probably how they felt. And then and then one of the most beautiful pieces in the church that I would just sit and look at when I was there. I'm no longer at that church. God has moved me on. But I always have these memories that I will treasure for the rest of my life. And there was a gentleman who had an alcoholic uh, addiction and challenges and just um, from what I was told, I wasn't there at the time, but the story was he was a very nice man and got to know my dad. And, and he noticed a big blemish on the wall in the church. And he said, Pastor, I can fix that. He was a bricklayer. And he said, I can fix that. And what he did was he created um, out of cement. Uh, he he did artwork and, and created a, a big cross from the top of the ceiling to the bottom of the floor. And it wrapped around uh, this corner of the wall. So it was equal on both sides. On one each side, you would see this cross wrapped around the wall. It is just, it is a beautiful piece of art. And every time I would see it, I would just remember all the people that came in to do the work that they did to make the church what it was. And it would just bring tears to my eyes because I'm so grateful that I know the stories and um, of what these wonderful people did. And to know that my dad saw fit to obey God and anoint me, ordain me, to be there with my mom, to carry out the mission of what God had given him and to carry it out and to continue doing the work that God blessed us to do in the community, serving those people that most people look away from or turn away from or or just avoid or don't even notice. And I was so grateful to have that for 14 years. And it helped to groom me and condition me to prepare me for the work that God has me doing today. What about you? What is it that God has shown you that said, this is for you and no one else? And get busy doing it. Stop hesitating. Stop saying, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. I don't have what it takes. And God, and do what God is saying because he said you do have what it takes. And he's saying he is with you. And if he is with you, that is the greatest of all. <laughs> there is no one or nothing that can come against you, that can harm you or to keep you from accomplishing what God has called you to do. This is your day. So ponder it. Pray about it. Ask God to show you and begin the work. The time is short. These are the last days and we need to be about our father's business. I love you all so much. Now, here's the one thing I want to make sure to say before I do the benediction. And that is, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the very first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Oh, glory be to God. Now time for the benediction. Now that we've got that taken care of. (laughs) May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with 
others. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation skills, and human and sex trafficking awareness. I thank you all so, so much for your donations uh, and your prayers and your, to your volunteerism. We need your help and your support. And we just want to say, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.